Final half hour at South Bowl on Oregon Avenue. SouthBowlPhilly.com, the website. Bar is hopping. You get a bowl as well as we've got the chef-inspired menu with the wood-burning pizza oven. It's a great place to hang out on a Sunday night after any Eagles game, but specifically hang out with us here on the Fanatic Post Game Show. Al is next up. What's going on, Al? Hey, how you doing? Great. Thank you, sir. Okay, I have my um, uh, speakerphone on. Is it bothering you? It's not bothering me. It may bother my producer, Lauren. If that's the case, then I'll have to get you to get off it. That's, that's what I'm asking. Hey, I, a couple of points, a quick point. Uh, the first one is about um, your... Hey, Al, you know what? Now it is bothering me. Can you get All right, good enough. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. See, that, that you're, you're kind enough to ask. I gave you an honest answer, and then you started talking. I thought, yeah, you know what? Better you, you get off it. So, yeah, thank you, yeah. Sir. Uh, well, right. I don't want to... Uh, so wanna... Al is in Burlington, and he joins the show. How are you, Al? I'm, I'm fine, and uh, I'm, I'm not confused about how to feel about today's game either. You're not? No, and I'll tell you why. Please tell me, because I am confused. Well, since the outset of the season, with all the question marks that the Eagles had, I couldn't buy into all of those really glorified uh, outcomes that they had for the Eagles and their Super Bowl success uh, coming up. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I would love to be able to fall into that and believe it, but I'm so glad I didn't. But I had to learn the hard way myself. So the whole thing about you were talking about earlier with Barrett about um, um, the, the the character of Philadelphia uh, fans is to um, to always worry about things uh, in the past and worry about the future. But I've kind of learned for myself that I got to stay focused pretty much on the here and now, uh, even though um, it's not as much fun sometimes. But that's there's a saying that if you have one though, right? if you have one leg in the future. And one leg in the past. Guess what you're pissing on? You're pissing on the present. I get it, Al. The problem, though, is that what I'm told this offseason by all of the anti-chip people and, and by the, the people that go year in and year out, say, oh, no, they're, they're, they're. what I'm told by those groups of people that all that matters is a Super Bowl. And I'm told that my response or the response from me saying, have a couple of weeks of patience with this team because you've got six new players on offense, six new players. On, it's going to take time to gel. No, you don't rebuild in Philadelphia. You don't take a step back. In, we want a Super Bowl, damn it. And if you can't, so that mentality should hold up today. That same mentality should hold up today. You're five and seven, okay? This team sucks. This team is an embarrassment. The last three weeks before they go up and find a way to beat New England, they were tripping over themselves. They couldn't get out of their own way. And now I'm supposed to sit here and say, well, let's just look at today because all that matters is today and live in the moment? That just flies in the face of everything that you and I and all the other hosts and people that talk on the phones or tweet, whatever it may be, how you interact with us, that flies in the face of what we do because that's just not this city. To talk all year, all up, well, you got rid of Deshaun, so you're not going to... And then you get a win a win where you're 5-7 and seven in the middle of a season in which nobody has any clue what the hell's going on, whether or not it's during the week, preparation, or the actual games itself. I have no freaking clue what the hell goes on at the NovaCare Center from Monday through Saturday. Do you? Do you have any idea? Look how bad this team has looked coming out in the first quarter. How is that not on preparation? 
and now all of a sudden, because they get one win, granted against a very good team, against the Hall of Famer having a career year, yes, all of that was great today. And we can look at the positives today, but we're about winning Super Bowls. We're about making the playoffs. We're about going from good to great. Isn't that what we were told this offseason? So how is just sitting back and celebrating today and not looking at today in the big picture? How is just sitting back and talking about New England on a micro level and not talking about the Eagles on a macro level serving any real purpose? Serving any purpose as far as talking about what really matters? which is winning a Super Bowl. Because when this thing doesn't work out with Chip, no matter what his record is, like with Andy Reid, and no matter how successful he may be in the postseason, like with Andy Reid, outside of winning a Super Bowl, it won't matter. And you know what? I'll probably be there with you too and say, yeah, Chip was here five, six years. He didn't win a Super Bowl. So what was it for? Andy Reid, 14 years. You get to a Super Bowl, you can't win it. All those conference championships, but for what? That is not the same mentality as, well, just sit back, let's just enjoy the win because the past and the future, we can't worry about the future anymore. That's all we do is worry about the future because the present hasn't hit us. The present is winning a Super Bowl. We're still in the past. We have no clue what it is to win a Super Bowl. I would love to see a Super Bowl each and every year, but you show me where the Eagles have won it. You show me in 1978 or 83 or 96 or 2004 or 2010 in which the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So we could all go back and say, remember when they did it? We got a guy who just left him bar. He's won one, and it was in Pittsburgh. We should be talking to him. We, we should be sitting him down and studying his everything. What the hell happened in Pittsburgh that couldn't happen here? We don't know what it takes. We have no idea what it takes to win a Super Bowl. We just know that we haven't won one, and all we want is one. And guess what? When you get that one, you're going to want the second one even more. And it's going to grow exponentially. So this idea that I have to just sit back and take a minute, and I'm on the post-game show. This is the immediate reaction here. We're not waiting a couple of days and regrouping and writing a big script about how we can come out. This is right here, initial reaction. And I'm not impressed because the team sucks. Because the team, ultimately, the body of work of five and seven is not good. And yeah, you got five wins in those 12 games. But guess what? That doesn't mean that you're a good football team. You can't even get above 500. Look at some of these losses. The last three weeks, I'm just supposed to forget? At the very least, I'm supposed to look at the last three losses and not have that projected to my future? How irresponsible would that be? To just start talking about today like the season just started. This isn't the playoffs. This isn't the postseason now where you can reset. You're five and seven. You found a way to do something that not many teams can do. Congratulations. I love you for it. The players that we said quit against Detroit, they did not quit today. And they deserve all the props for it. Were there some issues with this team? Sure. They only won by a touchdown even though they were up big. It was not convinced, but that's not even the point. The point isn't even about today. That's not what we did. We did not nitpick a win today and treat it like a loss. What we did was say, how could I consciously come on the airwaves and start looking ahead and start projecting ahead at what this Philadelphia Eagles team can be based on a win in New England? How could I theoretically, and in this case, realistically ignore three straight losses in which they look the worst like the worst team in the NFL 
So I have to sit back and say, well, yeah, let's just take a minute. Now, you win against Buffalo, you've got two straight wins. The problem, though, this team has done absolutely nothing to earn any type of benefit of that doubt. They have lost that benefit of the doubt. You want to come back and gain that benefit from us again? You want to get back to the point in which we are collectively believing in you? Go beat the Bills. Go out and beat the Bills. Then let's talk. You want to look like a contender? You want to look like a team that can actually do something and get this fan base to rally behind you? Go out and beat the Cardinals. Go out and beat now go and win three in a row like you bums were supposed to do against Miami, Tampa, and Detroit. And that's why we're sitting at five and seven. And that's why this team keeps tripping over their own feet. And that's why Sam Bradford, even when he doesn't turn the football over, probably should have turned the football over three times. And that's why, despite putting pressure on Tom Brady and forcing turnovers and having a tremendous effort from Darren Sproles again and your special teams, you're still, still only getting out of New England with a touchdown victory. Some of it has to do with going up against the Hall of Famer. A lot of it has to do with whatever the hell they were doing, the Eagles, in that fourth quarter. Mental mistakes, errors, just giving a ball. Kenyon Barnard just throwing a ball up. Here, take it. I don't want it. It's too hot for me. Go ahead, do something with it, New England, because I sure as hell don't want it. So I'm just supposed to sit back and, like, everything's gravy and everything's positive, everything's fun? No. Seven and five? Yeah, it's a different story. Unfortunately for you, unfortunately for me, this team is five and seven. Eight on Shader, 97.5 The Fanatic.